scared of you motherfuckers. I'm gonna tell you something straight off the motherfucking press. I ain't coming for no foolishness. And I'm blessed. You don't understand. I ain't scared of you motherfuckers. Welcome to another episode of Blunt Truths Pod. It's your girls, Grey Goose, and Reese Peace. The pre-roll for today is renting or owning is a personal choice. Yes, it is. Mm -hmm. So today's episode is on how to become a whole homeowner. (laughs) You know, since we're both homeowners, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we're going to just kind of Go through our process of purchasing, kind of talk about why we purchase mm-hmm. and uh, discuss some some steps that we came up with on how, you know, you could follow this process to become a homeowner. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> but let me ask you. So growing up, like with anybody in your family, were they homeowners that you can think of? Honestly, no. Mm-hmm. Nobody I knew growing up owned a home. Mm-hmm. My parents did. Well, my mom did it. Yeah. Um, my grandparents didn't, mm-hmm. um, eventually I would say like when I got, I was much older, like in my twenties. Mm-hmm. And then I saw my, um, my uncle, he purchased him and his wife. Okay. They purchased their home, mm-hmm. but that was like in my twenties. Yeah. And then for me, yeah, yeah. so, um, my maternal grandmother, mm-hmm. so I'm, I've mentioned back in like the intro episode that my family's from Barbados, mm-hmm. like literally everyone in my family, my parents, their parents, their parents, parents from Barbados. <laughs> mm-hmm. So my mom's mom, she came to America, to New York, specifically Jamaica, Queens, what's up? <laughs> um, and she bought a house, which honestly, I don't even know how she managed to do it yeah. because she was a single mom of five children that my grandmother does not have a college degree. Uh-huh. Um, she's always worked as like a cook or like managing cafeteria. She bought not one, but two houses next door to each other oh, in Jamaica, wow. Queens. Yeah, and she still owns them to this day. Oh, that's good. Yeah, and I'm like, my, you know, we're going to have a different episode about, you know, the women that have influenced us. But, yeah, like, my yeah. maternal grandmother, really, she do the damn thing. So, anyway, yeah, growing up, um, seeing the fact that she owned not one, but two homes, and then my parents... Um, they bought their first home when my older sister was like, I think like three or four. So as long as I've been in the picture, been alive, like they've owned the homes that we've lived in. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. So then, um, well, when did you purchase your first home? So my first and and only home currently, you know, at that level, yeah, but it's coming. She is. I'm about a whole block, but uh, she got the whole block. (laughs) Let me stop. Um, I I became a homeowner in December of 2019. Okay. uh, And I actually bought new construction, Uh which was like perfect for my bougie taste. I was about to say you bougie, (laughs) fancy girl. Cause I'm like, I was very specific. I'm a very decisive person. Uh So what I enjoyed about the new construction process is that for those of you who are listening who are not familiar with it you get to like customize a lot depending on who your builder is yeah. so my builder is stanley martin yeah um shout out to them or whatever <laughs> <laughs> what? i was like <laughs> but i got to like you know do things like pick my floors yeah. pick my appliances mm-hmm. even like having the option to do like double ovens in my kitchen yeah. or like picking the cabinets in my bathroom and picking a security system whatever right. so yeah, I became a homeowner, homeowner December 2019. That's when my house was 
um, finished and ready to be inhabited. And what about you? Okay, so um, the first time I bought a home, I can't stop it. (laughs) (laughs) The first time I bought a home was in August of 2015. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is when I lived back in in Georgia, in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. Um, So I bought then. And then my second purchase, so, Ooh. and I, and I sold that home when I left, mm-hmm. um, and moved up in this area. So mm-hmm. my second purchase was actually in December of 2020. Hey. Yeah. So I'm, I'm a, I guess kind of Second newbie. time yeah. homeowner though. <laughs> yes, I am. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what made you decide to purchase a home? Cause I know, um, you were renting when you first moved here, which is yeah. common. Uh, so was I, yeah. <laughs> but what made you decide like, you know what? I'm ready to like to buy. So, so the first time when I bought, um, I I wanted something of my own Mm -hmm. because I hadn't had many people in my life, in my family, um, who had bought homes. Mm -hmm. And so I thought it was going to be something where it was like, okay, I need, uh, uh, my first time invest investment property type thing. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, not investment property, but like, you know, like I'm putting money in this versus putting it into rent. Right. Um, (laughs) and what's funny is, um, after living there for a year, I was like, Ooh, this is a lot Mm -hmm. because I have, I have bought like a huge house. Not, I'm not even gonna lie. It's so funny because, uh, Vi will always be like, yo, (laughs) because after I sold it, he was like, I always kept asking like, why the fuck did you buy this big ass house just for you? Yeah. It was like a, it was a four bedroom, Mm -hmm. two and a half bathroom. (laughs) Shut up. No, no. (laughs) Remember I was living in Georgia, so it's cheap. Mm -hmm. So, uh, two story, like, uh, a yard. Front and backyard, all of this. And and eventually I was like, dang, like, you know, I'm in this huge home, Mm -hmm. which I started to uh, rent out a room out of it right before I ended up leaving. But I'm in this huge home all by myself. Yeah. And then so I end up selling whatever. So the reason why I bought the second time was I knew that this area was going to be long term. Mm. Second, it made fucking sense. Um, just because I had been living in this, um, so I was renting my place first and I, I was like, I asked the owner, I was like, so do you think, you know, you want to sell it? Like what's good. I really loved my place. I love the area that I was Mm -hmm. in. Um, I thought about just what that resale value would be when I bought it. (laughs) like yeah like just thinking about all the things that they're like building up in the area Mm -hmm. and so with buying it well one I don't think I'm gonna ever sell it I'm definitely gonna be renting it once I leave that place eventually when I have a family and stuff Mm -hmm. like that because I I own a, a condo um, but yeah, again, it just made sense. And then with the, uh, interest rates being so low with the pandemic happening, mm-hmm. I was like, again, it just all it's makes sense. Like it was a perfect situation. I had you been, gotta move. I didn't, I didn't have to move. That's, Let me oh, tell you major child. key. I like, want to shout. 
<laughs> do a little dance. He's moving his trash. Okay. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. I didn't have, you know, so he, the owner knew that I was consistent with my payments and all of that. Mm-hmm. So it was just a whole good, it was a good fit. Yes. Um, so I was like, all right, I'm just going to buy and be able to have this property in this location um, and do whatever I feel with it. And you were able to do it before all this, um, this craziness. Bubble, this, like, yeah, people, there was that house in D.C. Somebody put a million over Dog. the listing. That shit is fucking wild to me. Wild. I would never in in my life. Never. Never ever. Like ever. why? Yeah, it's wild. Yeah, so, you know. So why yeah. why did you decide to uh, purchase? So I decided to purchase because um the biggest thing for me, honestly, truly was in so in the DMV area, right? DC, Maryland, yeah. Virginia, they all kind of handle like their rent control or lack of differently, yeah, right? Yeah. So in DC, I want to say that the maximum that they can increase rent is like, um, it can't be higher than the consumer price index, I think it is. So like mm-hmm. if inflation is like 5%, they can't increase your rent like 10% or something like that. Okay. I could be wrong on that, but that's from my understanding. And then um, in Virginia, which is where I was living, I was in Arlington, mm-hmm. they were allowed to increase your rent pretty much whatever they wanted. So the first year I lived in my building, I lived in a luxury building with the doorman and mm-hmm. 360 oh. views of DC. Okay, the Metro was right there. I mean, I did have my guy, Walter. Shout oh, out okay. to him if he's listening. Walter. That was my favorite doorman. But like, it was a dope building. Lots of amenities. Yeah. It was in like, I could walk to everything, yeah. right? Which is yeah. what I love. But um, so the first year I lived there, they proposed a rent increase if I want to say like 6%. Mm. And I was like, nah, Damn. nah, I'm not doing this. So I went to the leasing manager at the time, was a woman. And I said to her, like, yo, what can we do about this? Because, like, 6% is, is wild. Right. So she's like, okay, we could do 4%. Cool, right? Mm-hmm. Slight caveat, I moved down here from Jersey. And in Jersey, with their rent control, like, it's literally a state law. Your rent cannot increase over 2% annually yep. unless there have been substantial renovations. However, prior to the renovations occurring, the landlord has to let you Tell know, you. hey, yep. We're doing these renovations or we're planning for these renovations. Um, just so you know, the proposed increase for your rent will be 5% yep. after these renovations, yep. right? So you have an ample amount of time yep. to look for another place if you don't like that rent. Yeah. All right. So let's go back to Arlington. <laughs> so they proposed 6%. I was like, nah, dog. And the woman was like, okay, we could do four. Cool, right? 4%, fine. The following year, right? So I, I extended my lease as long as possible, yeah. which I think was like 14 months. Okay. So then the following year comes time for, you know, rent, rent renewal, whatever. They, it's, it's hard to talk about. I get a little crazy. <laughs> they proposed, y'all, a 10% increase. Wait a minute. Why? But I, And that's, that was my question, right? And I'm going to be transparent with y'all and let you know what my rent was. So when I was in Arlington, right? Mm-hmm. And this is including my parking. So parking was like, I think, 125 a month. This is including my utilities, my rent, all that. Mm-hmm. For a one-bedroom, one-bathroom, 789 square feet. Are y'all ready? <laughs> I we, was paying we ready. $24.30 a month. Mm. Not $24.30. $2,430 a month. Child. Right? So 10%, if you, you want the math, is $240 increase a month. Yes. A month. Yes. Child, I got that notice. I went to the office so damn fast. I don't even know if I put shoes on. <laughs> I, I ain't grabbed no shoes or nothing. Right? I, <laughs> I went to the office, and it was a new leasing manager at this point, this man. And he's like, I, you know, all I said to him was, hey, I worked, I've worked in real estate for the bulk of my career at this point. 
I completely understand, you know, property taxes increasing, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But can you justify this increase for me? Like, because I haven't received 10% of value. And exactly. a trifling part was in that year between the last increase and this one, we had the pipes leak and bust above the concierge desk. So they had to turn off our water several times to Damn. be able to repair it. Okay. The garage that we would park in the underground garage, the gate wasn't working several times. So anybody could access it. We had amenities that were broken in the gym and on yeah, the roof. That was my next question. Were they like, you know, enhancing any of the, the only thing they did was add two Pelotons. And I said, sir, <laughs> I know a Peloton is 1865. <laughs> How the hell? Yeah. Because y'all added two Pelotons to the gym. You think that I'm right. about to pay 240 more a month? Yeah, like, are you? Yeah. And he tried to, like, he couldn't even look me in the eyes, right? He was real shifty. So he's looking <laughs> up places, like, if you're familiar with the DMV area. So I was in courthouse, right? So he was, like, comparing. He's like, oh, well, you know, this is the cheapest rent in the area. That's a lie. Yeah. He was looking at places in Roslyn, which is, like, literally right across from uh, Georgetown, yeah. much closer to the city, a much more oh, expensive area. Yeah. He was comparing to places in D.C. And I'm like, sir, none of these are this building, though. Right. So I decided to buy simply because I'm like, I'm not paying damn near $3,000 a month for a one bedroom, one bathroom apartment. Yeah. I just it's just the principle of it. I just I refuse. (laughs) Yeah, No, I get it. So that that was why I decided to purchase. So is that like one of the cons? Because we're going to go into the benefits and cons of renting. So like, you know, (laughs) what were some of the like, I guess cons and benefits of that so i'll start with the benefits yeah. of renting right because yeah. i'm gonna try to start with the good okay right? <laughs> so benefit was that like i said i was like in the middle of everything mm-hmm. i could walk to everything i could walk five minutes to the metro i could walk to whole foods yeah. trader joe's the movie theater you yeah. know like if i did not want to take my car out of the garage i did not have to yeah. i could walk to dc honestly if i wanted to because the bridge was right there yeah. child um so I did like the walkability and that's a very like Arlington thing. It's like one of, it's always consistently voted like one of the most active areas in the country. Yeah. So they prioritize making it walkable, right? Yeah. The infrastructure in Arlington is amazing. Yeah. So that was one good thing, right? The other good thing was, like I mentioned, the amenities were really nice, right? Yeah. So if I had a package delivered, there was a doorman who was scanning into mm-hmm. the system. They would hold it in a secure package room. And then when I, you know, got home, I could, you know, use a trolley or whatever and mm-hmm. have it taken up to my unit. So that was excellent also even things like the concierge could let people in if like let's say i had a cleaning service coming or like if i had somebody visiting when i was at work they would let them into my apartment right yeah. so it's like i had like a like almost like a housekeeper it was great <laughs> yeah um so that those were like some of the posts I had a pool on the rooftop yeah. right I had a gym so yeah, i had to those pay for gym membership nice. um i would like to add maintenance Oh, yes. For, as a benefit of yep, renting. for sure. Because, you know, you you just call up the maintenance mm-hmm. man and they come and they, they fix show up. whatever. Mm-hmm. Yes, that yeah. would, that's definitely a huge plus yeah. of, of renting. Yeah. Um, what are some other, like, benefits of renting that you, I mean, I know so you're that, in the same space. Yeah, I am in the same space, but, so I don't even know, honestly, because nothing truly changed. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the benefit of renting, I, that, that was my big one is just the maintenance, honestly, because now like while I was renting, I didn't have to pay for anything or any of that. If anything would like get messed up or Mm -hmm. whatever. And I think for me, the biggest benefit of renting, this is across the board from what I've seen, especially in like 
uh, like metropolitan areas yeah. like the DMV, even in New York, is that typically you can find an apartment in close proximity to like downtown. Yeah. But it's a lot harder to find a house or condo yes. or whatever um, that's as close to like the action the for a action. comparable mortgage, monthly mortgage price, I, right? I totally agree. Meaning with that. like you could live in like Chinatown, right? Gallery place area for let's say $2,500 a month, yep, right? Yeah. For a one bedroom or a studio or whatever. Yeah. But to find a house or like, you know, condo, townhouse, yeah. whatever it may yeah. be by that area. First of all, there's no like houses that I know of by like Chinatown. In that area, um, yeah. But like to get a condo there, the HOA is going to be like 900 a crazy. month. Right. <laughs> the mortgage is going to be crazy because they be yeah. selling studios in D.C. for like 400,000. Yeah. <laughs> OK, so I think the biggest thing to me is that if you're somebody who you know, you prioritize like going out or being in the or center being of in the, the city. Action. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then renting typically is more affordable. Yeah. But going into some of the cons of renting. So, I mean, I think what you had mentioned with the maintenance. Is, yeah. Um, well, that's more kind of that's ownership. For home ownership. Mm-hmm. So, but cons for renting, just not being able to do absolutely everything you want with mm-hmm. that, with your space. Right. Yes. Just things like nails in a wall, paintings. Mm-hmm. And this is in some places because yeah, yeah. some, some, uh, um, apartments will allow you to paint as long as you paint it back before, you know, you move you out. Move out. Yeah. But some places don't allow you or just again, like the nails and stuff like that mm-hmm. in your um, space. I'm trying to think of another con, um, I think the, the con in my situation was that the rent increase, oh, right? Yes, exactly. There was literally no, and this is, exactly. you know, area specific, but there was no um, limitation to how much they could change my rent in yeah, a year. You know, yeah. as a homeowner, you will have to pay more year over year because of things like property taxes yep, increasing exactly. and the value of your home yep, increasing. Exactly. But it's never to a level of like a 10% yeah, <laughs> increase yeah. uh, in one year when literally nothing has changed. Has changed, exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we, we talked about the renting benefits and cons of renting so benefits mm-hmm. and cons of home ownership, home ownership. Yeah. um well i think like what you were getting into where you have free reign yeah. over for the most part right because if you're in an hoa community the exterior maybe you don't have free exactly reign over. but when it comes to inside, inside your four walls yeah. yeah you could you could paint it however you want you, you could nail up whatever you want decorate break whatever. down whatever mm-hmm. build up whatever yeah. you want to do that's a definite benefit and um the somewhat stable cost of living exactly right? so like yep. I've lived in my home now for almost three years and my mortgage increased by 34 cents from one year to the next, (laughs) which is really like nothing nothing. at all. Yeah. Compared to, especially compared to 20, 10%. Right. Right. Um, Some other benefits is that your, as your equity increases in your home, it's benefiting you because if you go to sell your home with the increased equity, you will get those profits. Yes, you will. Mm -hmm. So it's more of an investment because you're not paying money to a landlord and they're just taking it and that's Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. Right. That money is going into something. Yes. You're paying the Exactly. Yeah. Like, yes, you're paying to live somewhere. However, yeah, but you can get a portion of your money if you invested in an area that, you know, the the um property values Proper, increase yeah, exactly then yeah that's another great thing with um with home with ownership i'm trying mm-hmm. to think what else I, you know um it could even be cheaper than your rent mine's your absolutely mor- yeah. is <laughs> substantially <laughs> yeah like my mortgage i want to say um the total so mm-hmm. i'm gonna say i'm gonna tell you guys about the cons of home mm-hmm. ownership right now <laughs> but um it was a little bit less than what i was paying in um in rent. rent yeah mm-hmm. so but with the cons now my hoa fees oh Lord yeah Child. jesus christ mm-hmm. 
yeah. <laughs> is very crazy. It's actually <laughs> almost as much as my mortgage. Wow. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so that's a con for mm-hmm. me. Is that the, like, yes, the benefit is that, you know, the mortgage can be cheaper than the rent, but there's some, there's additional costs exactly. that you incur as a owner versus yep. a renter. Yep. Um, yeah, I would say that's something to consider too when you're thinking about like what kind of housing structure you want, mm-hmm. like condo versus townhouse mm-hmm. versus freestanding house and so so on and so forth versus co-op yeah. is like the different fees associated with those different, you know, um, establishments, yeah, yeah, types of houses. Yeah. Uh, some other kinds of home ownership, like you had mentioned, yeah. are you have to maintain stuff yourself. Yeah, girl. Now, I will say there's a slight little caveat to that because as somebody who owns new construction, there is a warranty that's included by the builder for certain things. Yeah. Not everything, not child, <laughs> but certain things, right? Yeah. Like, so um, something that's major in new construction is that there's this thing that occurs called settling, mm-hmm. which is, it happens in any building, right? Is that mm-hmm. they they built something on land that wasn't, you know, the same elevation as it was before. They had to scale it or whatever. Yep. So then as the home settles into that land, that they built it on you occur like shifts in you know the the ceilings or like cracks or nail pops or things like that but because there's this homeowner's warranty that's included by the builder that gets repaired for free right and like the appliances have a certain warranty or whatever however when it comes to things like if you know my microwave breaks tomorrow I'm responsible for paying through my homeowner's warranty paying the deductible to have somebody come out and do it versus when you rent you don't get charged for that um so that is a con of home ownership is having to pay for that maintenance yourself uh i think another con is too like the the permanence right that could be both a pro and a con yeah so the con for me is that if you hate your neighbors either you gotta make them move or you gotta move or you gotta just deal with it you gotta make them move Mm, yeah you know because like when you're renting like it's a little bit easier yeah because people are coming in and out 15 months or whatever and you could just find a new apartment and you know yeah you gotta move which is annoying but It's not as permanent as yeah. owning a home. Um, I can see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I'm like trying to think of some other cons. Honestly, with this second time, it's just it's been love just uh-huh. because it's whatever. Because yeah. I, I, I like my neighbors and all That's that. What I was, I'm like, I, I lucked out. If you yeah. all follow me on Instagram, <laughs> y'all see just how much I love my neighbors. Yeah. Because we have Taco Tuesday and Wine Down <laughs> Wednesday. And I, I really lucked out with the community that I bought yeah. my house in because yeah. It's predominantly young black professionals, and I I really I really do love my neighbors, <laughs> oh yeah you about to cry <laughs> yes, I got a little emotional right. but yeah kind of wise the biggest ones I could just think of is the permanence and the um the maintenance yeah. when it comes to owning a home but yeah so you know a necessary step well mm-hmm. not necessarily you could buy by yourself but yeah, you can. A, a very important step when buying a home that I would suggest is using a real estate agent yeah. right. So how did you choose your real estate agent if you used one when you bought your home? So the first time, um, actually, one of my best friends, she put me in contact with um, a real estate agent that okay. she she had heard of from a friend, a coworker. Mm, okay. And so, and she, yo, that real estate agent, she was so sweet. Aww. Like, she was like because it was my first time mm-hmm. she helped me she was kind of like a, a mom <laughs> like she was very motherly and nurturing and she was just she kind of helped me walk through like the whole like the whole process just mm-hmm. because it was my first time the second person um 
I actually uh, found him from the owner. And because I had already lived, this was like a very unique situation mm-hmm. too. So because I had already lived in my place, um, he was like, you know, it's just going to be easy for the both of us. Like, I, you know, this is the agent that I use. He could just be our both of our agents, mm-hmm. you know, and boom, we could just get this done. And I was like, sure and so that's how I chose and found um that agent however you know I did have a conversation with him uh just to kind of uh I I don't say like meet him because it was over the phone Mm -hmm. but just kind of have that introductory uh conversation uh because I didn't know him and just kind of um so that we could be on the same page uh what about you how did you find yours so I found my real estate agent um I had a co-worker at my current job Mm -hmm. who he had actually went to high school and grown up with this guy mm-hmm. who, when my coworker moved from North Carolina to D.C., he bought his condo sight unseen oh. um, using the friend the that agent. he grew up okay. with as his agent, okay. right? Okay, okay. So my, it was my former director is the one who referred me to him. Yeah. And I used to tell him, like, yo, you my, like, investing guru because this man owns two properties in D.C. by the wharf. Oh, okay. He, so schmuck. Thank yes. you. You got you mm-hmm. took the words out of my mm-hmm. mouth. <laughs> um, so he recommended my real estate agent who's Andrew Andrew Norris. Mm-hmm. Look him up, okay. Real estate living at home. He's under the compass group. Oh shoot, um, I should have shout out my people too. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so he recommended him and I was like, All right, like bet. And um just a little background on me. I worked for a real estate attorney, uh, high school through college. Mm-hmm. So I used to be the person who would like fill out the paperwork for the closings, like the different oh, okay. like forms and whatnot the different like um closing forms whatever yeah so i was fairly familiar with the real estate like in the closing process process. and whatnot Mm -hmm. uh so i wasn't necessarily looking for a real estate agent for like guidance i just wanted somebody who could do the stuff that i didn't have time to do yeah just to keep it real like yeah and with new construction there's like you know check-in scheduled and inspections and walkthroughs and drywall and pre-drywall and uh so he also had his undergrad degree in architecture oh which look was at that. very valuable look at that because when he would come tell you i used to be so impressed okay when my guy andy <laughs> would come to these walkthroughs he would be like oh yes the structural i can't well, is he from <laughs> he's not british okay <laughs> he's from pennsylvania but wow we're gonna give him that all right andy so i can't andy would be like well, you see the structure of blah, 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 of the such and such. <laughs> and like, he would be asking questions like, how wide is the home? Because, you know, I'm used to a traditional D.C. row home that's 26 feet across. I'm like, oh, <laughs> my God, you build houses? <laughs> um, uh, yes. So it was just really dope that he had a background in architecture. Yeah. And what he did is he had like that's a um, like a sit down meeting, right, before he agrees to be my agent, yeah. where he just asked me, you know, like, what are, what are things that you're passionate about? Yeah. What do you yeah. like to do? Why do you want to buy a house yeah. now? What's your budget? And God to know me as a person yeah and we found out we had so much in common oh, he's like oh nice. you like cooking i like cooking <laughs> you garden i garden you like cats i like cats like so it was just really dope but anyway yeah i digress because this is getting along to be a long story yeah <laughs> my real estate agent was recommended to me by a co-worker as well okay so that's how i chose it. <laughs> oh cool <laughs> so all right well, before we get into like some of the steps that we kind of came up with to uh, becoming a homeowner mm-hmm. is there anything that you wish that you knew before buying some uh, things hmm. the, the biggest thing for me again being um somebody who purchased new construction so in my specific neighborhood there's five different models right of home that you could get and 
the garages of the models were used as offices for the salespeople, right? So I didn't have a really firm grasp on what size my garage would be. And it sounds crazy, but my garage is real tight, y'all. If you've been in my house, you know my garage is like, it's tight. Um, <laughs> I so, was going to say something else, but okay, yes, yes. <laughs> I know where your head was going, <laughs> but yeah, so I, I wish I had known that. I mean, I still probably would have picked the model that I ultimately chose, yeah. but little things like that, or even the different nuances within the county that you buy in, right? So if you are somebody who lives above or below a unit, you can't have like a, um, a, a grill yeah. on your deck, right? Little things like that, or even um, the different customization differences between each model. I do wish that like the salesperson who I uh, met when I first came to view the community, mm-hmm. I do wish she had impressed that upon me because she didn't really like really talk about those yeah. differences. Yeah. So that's the biggest thing that I would say if you're somebody who's interested in buying new construction, new construction is be diligent about asking the differences between the various models. If the builders offering various models and to ask like what design options are available prior to locking in the model that you want to get. Yeah. But uh, what about you? Are there so, any things you wish you knew? Yeah. So for me, I would say um, for people who are not buying new construction, make sure that it like be realistic that you might not find every single thing that yes. you want in that house if it's not a new construction Mm -hmm. right um because i know i went in the first time like i want this the xyz like -hmm. you know and it was like ooh, baby girl (laughs) you know maybe you gotta drop the one you know like you might not get a pool in the backyard which i didn't want it's just an example but (laughs) you know what i mean like or you know like anything else and Mm -hmm. so just kind of have to be realistic and be open-minded uh you know when you're going into this process Mm um i'm trying to think i I feel like the other things are kind of a given like you know making sure that you have the money yeah and i know a big one that comes up often uh for people not for myself but i've heard people mention not being aware of the fact that they didn't know their mortgage payments are a combination of you know how much you're paying off your loan but also for your property tax oh, right yeah. mm-hmm. so look at a history of the property tax increases where you live yeah because for instance i know someone that their mortgage payments increased over 300 dollars a month because. because the property tax in the city that they live in increased drastically and it had a history of doing that wow but they didn't really i mean who's, who's thinking who's, to look yeah. at the property no, taxes that's right so that's true that's something else to consider is that your mortgage payment is not solely the cost of the house. It's also the property taxes bundled into it. So, you know, look into that. Um, and another thing that I've heard people mention, even in my own neighborhood, is they didn't know the history of the area oh, no. they were mm-hmm. buying in, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. They didn't know, like, you know, what was here before or yeah. who are the residents of the greater community, right? Yeah. And they moved here and wanted to change things to suit their needs without understanding you moved into this community right um so expect it to be as it was when you moved in and hope it improves yeah but don't move in and think tomorrow it's gonna be you know whatever it is that you you were looking for and the last thing i I do want to say is um just to make sure that you research some of the programs yes like um yeah exactly 
exactly that or the county or whatever exactly yep. so mm-hmm. there are like several programs that i feel like if i would have known i would have done um some more research to mm-hmm. maybe even like get some grants or something yeah, like sure. that that's a good one yeah so okay so we have these steps to becoming a homeowner um that we want to share with you and just uh, just putting this out there y'all these are the steps that we came up with based on our unique experiences yeah. right um please speak to a real estate agent, a real estate professional and get the steps that are applicable in your situation in the area that you will be buying in. But this is just a general guide that we came up with. Don't take it as law. So the first step that we have is to get pre-qualified and establish a budget, right? This is very important because a home is going to likely be the most expensive purchase that you make in your entire life yep. right and it's it's an important purchase it's where you're choosing to live yep. so you want to get pre-qualified which you can do online through various lenders real and easy it's just getting a rough estimate of how much you'll be approved for in terms of a mortgage yep. and it gives you kind of like a compass to point you in the right direction of okay what can be my ceiling what can be my floor and i know for me personally i was approved for a lot more than my house cost but i intentionally didn't want to be house poor right? i was I going didn't to make be, that point yeah I didn't want to be paying these monthly mortgage payments where I have $5 left to yeah. eat or yeah. pay my utilities. Because house poor is real. Mm-hmm. So definitely, even though you get a, a certain number when you get that pre-qualification, mm-hmm. don't hit that ceiling. Yep. Uh, next thing is to research your lenders. Mm-hmm. Um, make sure that get a good grasp of like what it is that the lenders are like looking for. Mm-hmm. Because I think even like with like a uh, credit score yep. and what are other things like they'll, they'll, Oh, how much money you have in your bank? Like yep. all of those things they like come into, yeah, they consider mm-hmm. um, when you're um, finding a lender. So just make sure that you find one that you're most comfortable with. Um, there are even when you're getting that pre-qualification, sometimes mm-hmm. they'll have like, um, lender suggestions too. Yep. So. so look into those. Look yeah. into if you have existing banking relationships, exactly. right? If you've been a longtime customer of whatever bank yep. or a credit union, look into what their mortgage rates are. Yep. And um, something else to mention there too is that oh dang I feel like I'm like losing the thought that was <laughs> that was in my head when it came to researching the lenders. I'm a I'm a double back to okay, that y'all okay. because I feel like it was a really good tip, but we gonna we gonna revisit uh, okay. the research in the letters. But yeah, look at their terms. Oh, different incentives. This yeah, is what it was. Yeah. So again, as somebody who bought new construction, there were certain incentives that were offered if I used the builder's preferred lender, right? Yeah. So in my case, what I what the incentive that was offered was I got. towards my closing cost Mm -hmm. and I got $10,000 towards my design center appointment. So those were things like my floors, my appliances, Mm -hmm. my cabinets, whatever. Um, It was really hard for any other lender to beat that incentive because I mean, that's $25,000 that's going to save me on the purchase of my house. So yeah, look into what incentives they offer and don't be afraid to pit lenders against each other. Be like, hey, JP Morgan Chase is offering me 3.5%. What you finna do? Yep. Hello. Right? So (laughs) Yes. yes. Um, the next tip we have is to prepare tax documents and bank statements. Yes. So this is a huge, huge time saver. Yep. And it also makes you more attractive to lenders, yep. right? I know I'm very like anal. So I have my stuff, like my records very much in order. Like whenever my lender would ask me, you got your 2019 tax return. I'd be like, boop, eight minutes later. Here you go. <laughs> Do you have, you know, your last three pay stubs? Boop, there you go. Yeah. Like, so I was really on top of mine mm-hmm. too. Yeah. So mm-hmm. make sure that you have your stuff in order, your tax returns, your pay stubs, your bank statements, just 
have them already because they will ask you for yes, those. Yes, they will. Uh, next thing is to make sure that you set aside a minimum of 3.5% for your down payment. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, you know, Find some a place that is affordable and that is within your budget so that you can set aside a minimum of that, of that for your down payment. Because mm-hmm. that's the lowest down payment yeah. that you can have, and that's for an FHA, FHA loan, yep. um, which is a little bit more lenient. But I I think like the recommended amount is like 20% down payment. Yeah, However, but- I don't know many people. I'm going to be real with you I didn't put down 20%. Neither did I. And I don't nobody, even necessarily think it's the best use of your funds. But that's a totally you know, personal kind of uh, opinion yeah. on that. And, and unless you're like a billionaire or right. like really wealthy, right. then you could go ahead and do your 20%. Yeah. But but don't nah. feel like if you don't have 20% saved up that you can't, you can't. own a home. I, because yes. I'm here to tell you, I ain't put 20% down. <laughs> yeah, and me. I am not ashamed of it. <laughs> Same. Mm-hmm. So the next tip we have is, we touched on this earlier is create a wish list of five items you need and the areas that you're open to living in. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So this kind of goes hand in hand with establishing a budget. And the reason why I say that is there's qualities that you're going to want in your home that a lot of other people want in a home. Right. Mm-hmm. And then based on supply and demand, the more people that want these qualities, the more expensive the home is going to be. Yep. Right. Yep. So I know for me, like my five things where I wanted to be by a Metro I wanted to have a garage. Yep. I wanted to have an open floor plan. I wanted to have free parking for my guests because that goes hand in hand for hosting for me. And I really wanted the kitchen and the bathrooms to be renovated, right? Because I was open to more than just new construction. So mm. like those were those things. And I, like I said, I wanted to live by a metro. So yeah. that kind of like drove the price up. But yeah. that's something that I, I really prioritize. So find those five things, you know, that you cannot go without them. Yeah. And just stick to those. Don't try to have a list of 30, 40, 50 items. Right. You're really narrowing it down to one house on the corner of Beach Street and 14th. <laughs> and everybody wants it. Right, exactly. Uh, next thing is to find and interview your real estate agents. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we, we both mentioned how we kind of had that introductory conversation with our real estate agents. So, mm-hmm. you know, you got to make sure that it's a good fit uh, because not all, all of them are the same. Like nope. uh, when I was selling my home, mm-hmm. I think I might have gone through maybe two or three mm-hmm. before I found the person that I was like, okay, I want him to help me sell my home. Yeah. Um, so I think, yeah, it's, it's necessary mm-hmm. to do. So after you find an interview, your real estate agent, and you make that choice, next you can view homes. And it's important to view the homes after you have the real estate agent because based on where you're buying, like for me again with new construction, if I had not um, had a real estate agent when I saw my home due to the uh, agreement that they had here, I would not have been able to use a real estate agent. I would have had to just go in with no agent mm-hmm. um, if I didn't have one already. Just, that's the rules that they came up with and whatever. So yeah. after you find your real estate agent, get out there and view some homes in person. Go to some open houses. And then put in an offer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the next thing. Put in mm-hmm. an offer. Uh, hopefully, you know, you'll be, you won't have to put a a 20k or yeah, a million (laughs) over. Right. Um, and you know, then the house will be yours. Yes. So (laughs) after you put in that offer, make sure to schedule an an inspection. I can't even talk y'all schedule an inspection and select a lender from those ones that you research prior. Yeah. So scheduling an inspection is a major key. Whether you're getting new construction, yeah. a pre-existing house, you want to make sure that with this investment that you're putting so much money into, that you have someone who is certifying that it's in a good condition. Yeah, yep. 
Um, next is to prepare to close. I think the, another thing that I, I feel like we should mention is mm -hmm. to make sure that with uh, this process that there aren't um, large amounts of money like being spent going and going yet. in and out mm -hmm. um, when you're going through this process because lenders are looking at these things yep. um, like up until like you close. Mm -hmm. So again, this last uh, or this next tip was just to prepare to close, have everything in order. If um, the lender is like asking you to, cause I know with my process, there were mm -hmm. some things that they asked like last minute and I had to like submit. So like, you know, make sure that you're on it so that you close when you need to close. Yeah. And don't make any other big purchase. Now's not the time to buy a brand new car yeah. or to go on that dream trip to Bora Bora. Yeah. Like just, <laughs> yes. just try to keep your funds consistent. And exactly. then the final step that we have is to celebrate, yes. right? So since now you've become a homeowner, yes. congratulations on that and celebrate whether that's a housewarming or whether that's just being able to run around your house naked because yes. it's yours and you own it and you can um, <laughs> but just find a way to celebrate that accomplishment because mm -hmm. it is impressive that you were able to own your home mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. exactly so i those were what our 11 uh tips to becoming a homeowner mm -hmm. so now we're gonna go to our loud lyrics segment mm -hmm. um you know so this week mm -hmm. my jam mm -hmm. um is so i don't know how to pronounce the the, the name it's <laughs> t nava or nava uh -huh. featuring ashley j the song is con artist mm -hmm. i found i don't even know how i found this song <laughs> i'm like i never I, heard of yeah them people. but but the song is it is lit it's Ooh. just kind of like you know saying how somebody is you know they had their representative they basically uh -huh. was not Ooh. being their their true self so yes I I, like it's a that. vibe it's a I vibe like, i'm gonna listen to this yes <laughs> uh, my pick for the week is the song bills the s is a dollar sign if y'all are searching for it okay bills, even though bills. you can just go to our playlist and you know find it there but <laughs> it's bills by destin conrad so it's from his, i thought you were um, gonna say destiny <laughs> no but, but what's funny i'm gonna tell you about that so it's from his 2021 album um, colorway that dropped in March. Okay, and what's funny is it's essentially he's a, he's a um a male artist, uh -huh. and it's like a male's response to bills, bills, bills. Oh. Shop. so he's saying like, how are you pressing me to pay for all this stuff, and you still stay with your mama? You d or down. Oops. Meanwhile, Oops. you can't afford to take care of yourself. So well, you ask me to pay your bills, but can you pay your own bills? Okay, so, so I'm like, oh, okay, and like it's like real, like you know, like slowed down yeah. and just like trippy, but he's just going in like. It, these these bars right okay well i'm gonna yeah. listen it's on my list it's so, on my list so I, I like that i like a good little flip of a classic yeah mm -hmm. uh, kind of like the um her and was it him oh or her, yeah her. Mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. all right y'all so if you have any questions or if you'd like to be a guest feel free to slide in our dms or shoot us an email at blunttruthspod at gmail.com as always be sure to like subscribe and follow us on twitter Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor. We are at Blunt Truths Pod on all of them. Thanks for listening to another episode. It's been real. Bye. Bye, y'all. Yeah.